welcome to another episode of Living an Ultra Life. This week I want to talk to you about one of the mysteries that I have figured out in moving to the south and running during the summer. So as some of you know, I have really struggled to figure out this whole running and the heat and humidity thing. It is totally different than Wyoming weather where, you know, it's hot, but it's just hot. You don't have the added, it's moist out thing. And so this whole podcast is going to be on something that you don't even think about because we look at the temperature for the day here in Hampton Roads, Virginia. We look at the humidity and we kind of gauge how the run's going to be based on what the temperature and humidity is. What nobody had talked to me about before was this little thing called dew point. So this is the way it came up. So a couple of days ago, I got up early in the morning. I went for a run when I thought I would escape the heat of the day. But later in the afternoon, I was struggling with rehydrating and feeling totally exhausted. And I'm trying to figure out why. And I was talking to one of my manufacturers who lives down in Alabama. And I asked him what was his weather like. And, you know, we started talking a little bit. And he doesn't run like I do, but he does run in the morning and everything. And he asked this really curious question that I'd never heard of before. He said... What was the dew point this morning? I I never looked at dew point before. But as I began researching this new metric in hopes of staving off exhaustion in the afternoon during what seems like the 19 months of summer in coastal Virginia, I can only say that I was completely shocked as to what this weird thing called dew point is. And so basically I'm doing this podcast to hopefully help all the rest of you struggling with your summer runs so you can learn how to adapt to the dew point rather than just looking at temperature and humidity. So the very first question that you have to figure out is what is dew point and what is its effect on your body? Coming from the dry heat running in Wyoming, this heat and humidity are just, they'll mess with you big time. But I began studying this whole dew point thing. And the biggest question I asked was, what is the difference between humidity and dew point? They seem similar. So what is the big deal? So I went where you would go if you've got a weather question. The National Weather Service, dew point versus humidity. Oddly enough, an article came up, dew point versus humidity. And this helped me understand it a little bit. One of the quotes out of that, out of the National Weather Service article was the dew point is the temperature the air needs to be cooled to at constant pressure in order to achieve a relative humidity of 100%. At this point, the air cannot hold more water in the gas form. If the air were to be cooled even more, water vapor would have to come out of the atmosphere in the liquid form, usually as fog or precipitation. Liquid form, that kind of cracked me up. I was like, I do believe they're talking about rain, but you know, who knows? So as I delved into this more, the higher the dew point, the greater amount of moisture in the air. The more moisture in the air, the more difficult it is for your body to regulate its temperature. I'm sitting there studying this and I'm going, holy cow, how come nobody ever told me about this? Because there's so much information on dew point 
And there's even, I found a bunch of articles on how to, how to adjust your run according to the dew point. There are tables in some of these articles that I'll also reference and the, the link will be in the show notes. But the National Weather Service gave a really good basic table that kind of looks like this. Okay, so think about this in your mind. So it said that general comfort levels using deuce point that can be expected during the summer months. Less than or equal to 55 is dry and comfortable. That was like it was this morning. When I, no, this morning was 60. I was going to say that's what it was this morning. No, it's the end of June. It was already 60. Uh, 55 is what it is in Wyoming 99.9% of the time. I'm heading out to Las Vegas for a business trip. I was looking at the dew point in Las Vegas. One. Yes, it's going to be 100 degrees, but the dew point is one. Okay, kind of let that sink in a little bit. So less than or equal to 55 is dry and comfortable. Between 55 and 65, it's becoming sticky with muggy evenings. Greater than or equal to 65 means there's lots of moisture in the air, and the article literally said becoming oppressive. All right, that's when it's just not good. So... To give you an example from my above morning run. So I look back at the dew point in that morning. It was 73. That means there was a lot of moisture in the air and perhaps gives me a clue as to why I struggled to rehydrate despite drinking water by the gallon. So the temperature was pegged at 75 at the beginning of the run. It didn't seem to hit me as bad. But by the end of a 10 mile of hill repeats, my body had sweated out as much as it could I drank my whole handheld bottle of electrolyte water, and it felt like I was dying of thirst. The dew point was at an oppressive level, whereas the chart in another article that I loved on powerracing.run's website, it was called Why the Dew Point is Way Better Than Humidity for Runners. They said that when it gets to an oppressive level for a runner, that's very uncomfortable. Now, the reason that this is, and this is that science thing that I don't get. So maybe somebody that's more sciencey than me can kind of explain this. But see what happens when you're running, you're drawing in oxygen. So the more moist the air is, the more moisture you're also drawing in when you draw in a lung full of air. The more moisture that you draw into your lungs, the harder it is for your lungs to actually do their function, which I don't really know because I don't understand bodies that well. But what this really means is that the higher the dew point, the more you're going to have to adapt on the run. This is where the important stuff comes in. So going back to adjusting your pace, I just talked about this. This is so important. I talk about it all the time that one of the most important things as runners is to learn how to listen to your body. Well, one of the things that it's also important to do is to learn how to adapt your run when you're in the midst of it. So say you go out and you look at the dew point and great example, Thursday, I think it was, I went out for a run. It was 88 degrees and the dew point was at 78. That's pretty high. The total was a 166 and I'm going to explain that in a second. So having looked at the temperature and the dew point combined before I went out, I actually took and I dumped the water out of my handheld water bottle and I instead brought some electrolyte with me because I knew I was going to be sweating like a stuck pig very soon. And 
The other thing that I did was I said, okay, we're not going out as aggressive as I wanted to go out. I was wanting to run kind of a 10-minute mile. Yes, that's fast for me. But I was wanting to run like a 10-minute mile. And I said, no, I'm going to adjust this pace back and run 12-minute mile. Instead of doing eight miles, I'm just going to do six. And so what I do is I adjust my pace and I adjust my expectations. And it's really becoming because I'm beginning to understand what the dew point does and how it affects my training runs. So the key point about running in humid areas is you got to enable your body to cool better. When you are sweating tons, it makes your body work harder to cool itself. So there's five simple tips, and I adapted these kind of from why the dew point is way better than humidity for runners article. These will kind of help you dial in your runs. Living an Ultra Life is brought to you by Forge Glory Athletics. Forge Glory Athletics is a science-driven, client-proven, premier running company that instills strong, introspective pillars through disciplines of movement that award personal growth in multiple aspects of the athlete's life without injury. We must find the light within ourselves before others can follow. Christopher Guerra. All right. So number one, choose a route with more shade. I don't know if you guys have ever noticed here in Hampton Roads, but if you do happen to find a hill, there's no trees on the hills, okay? So I do all my hill training on Mount Trashmore. It's very specific reasons. I know a lot of people like to do them on the Jordan Bridge and other different bridges. I really don't like bridges because it's concrete, and I'd rather, much rather run in dirt and grass than concrete. So it's just personal preference for me. But if you're doing hill training in coastal areas, you've got to find these bridges and these hills, which means that it's going to be really difficult to find shaded route. So if you can't find a shaded route, adjust the time you run. I'm learning how to adjust my run, get out early in the morning to get done what I need to get done. So that's tip number one is either find shade or adjust the time of day you train. The second thing is wear technical wicking clothing. Even with the best clothing, you know, you're still going to feel like you just ran through a swimming pool by the end of your run. Number three, wear a hat, a buff, or a bandana soaked in water. I love buffs. I wear them on my head for every run. During the summer, they're fantastic because I can just wet them, you know, from whatever source I can find. Get them wet, slap them on my head, and away we go. I know when I was crewing a friend down at the Keys 100, we slapped a baggie of ice with little holes in it into his bucket hat about every two to five miles. It kept him cool enough. He did fantastic in the race, so I would say that's probably a winning combination. Number four, drink more water and especially electrolyte water during your activity. This article called for sports drinks, you know, stuff like Gatorade. The fifth tip, the most important factor, is adjust your pace targets based on the weather. Look, there is nothing wrong with adjusting your pace. There is nothing wrong with walking. Slowing your pace down so that you can live through the summer I know it's going to last until October, November, December, who knows, but just kind of slow your pace down a little bit. There was also another really cool temperature calculator that I found on Runners Connect, and I will have that in the show links also. Um, I've begun using that. You can plug in the temperature, you can plug in the dew point, and you can plug in how many miles and at what pace you want to run it at. And it will tell you what to adjust your pace down to. I use it now when I go out for runs. It's helping me to be a more efficient runner. It's helping me to stay on my targets of what I am trying to do with my training goals right now. 
there's little tools like this that you can have out there that are going to help you to adjust to the dew point, which is going to help you to be a better heat and humidity runner. There's another article that I really like a lot. It's called Maximum Performance Running, and it has an excellent chart to kind of utilize in adjusting your pace. If you're thinking that you're really adjusting your pace a lot, think about it this way. So when you look at these tables, all it's really doing is it's saying that you adjust your run by about 6 to 8% in that example. You know, if you're planning a run and the temperature is 92 and it has a dew point of 75, that means you're running with a combined number of 167. If you go by these paces, that means you'd adjust your pace by 6 to 8% slower. All right? If you're running a 9-minute-per-mile pace, slow it down to 932 to 943-minute-per-mile pace. It just may mean the difference between heat stroke and staying on your training plan. I love running, and I love the things that running does for me mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, and I just plan on running as much as possible. And so in studying the dew point, and I really encourage you to study this a little bit, you'll begin to understand why it is when you go out and it's hot and humid and the run just seems to have just sucked the life out of you, just you seem to just drag and that kind of stuff. Just adjusting your pace to the dew point may just be the thing that keeps you running strong well into whatever you define old age as. I don't know. That's what this week's episode of Living an Ultra Life is all about. Check out the dew point next time you go for a run. Thanks for listening. Really appreciate you guys. We'll see you next time on Living an Ultra Life.